You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Thursday, February the 1st, 2024. This is Nomi Sega with the top news at this hour. In Kiryat Arba, initial reports of a suspected attempted car ramming. There were no casualties. According to preliminary reports, Palestinians in a car tried to crash into a military vehicle. The IDF forces got out and opened fire at the suspects, but they fled the scene. There were no injuries. The incident is being investigated. On day 118 of the war, tensions remain high on the northern border. A few moments ago, alerts sounded in communities in the Upper Galilee. Earlier today, Hezbollah fired two anti-tank rockets at an IDF position on the Hermon and Hardov region. There were no IDF casualties. Overnight, an anti-tank rocket was fired at Kibbutz Menara in the Upper Galilee. Also, there were no injuries. Two launches were also identified toward Shlomi in the western Galilee. The rockets fell short and landed inside south Lebanon. Last night, a senior official in the Iran-backed Shiite terror group threatens that if an all-out war breaks out with Israel, Hezbollah will use new weaponry in its possession that will deliver a swift and more powerful response that Israel could imagine. Meanwhile, Reuters reports that Iran's Revolutionary Guards have scaled back deployment of their senior officers in Syria due to a spate of deadly strikes attributed to Israel and will rely more on allied Shiite militia to preserve their sway there. Reuters cited one source as saying that senior Iranian commanders had left Syria along with dozens of mid-ranking officers, describing it as a downsizing of the presence. Three of the sources said the guards would manage Syrian operations remotely with help from ally Hezbollah. According to the report, despite hardliners in Tehran demanding retaliation, Iran's decision to pull out senior officers is driven partly by an aversion to being drawn directly into the Middle East conflict. Against the backdrop of the tensions, British Foreign Secretary David Cameron on a regional trip has arrived in Beirut. He is meeting with senior Lebanese figures. He is also slated to discuss ways to resolve the security crisis between Hezbollah and Israel. In the Gaza Strip, west of Khan Yunus, a launch site for long-range rockets was destroyed in an Israeli airstrike. The IDF spokesperson said that in the past day, Israeli forces operating in the sector killed terrorists in close-range battle, as well as with air assistance. Israeli forces operating in the central Gaza Strip and northern Gaza Strip also eliminated dozens of terrorists in the past day. The IDF spokesperson in Arabic issued a call to residents of the northern Gaza Strip who live west of Gaza City, urging them to evacuate immediately to declared safe zones in Deir al-Balakh. Dozens of demonstrators opposed to the provision of humanitarian aid to Gaza before the last of the hostages held by Hamas returns home this morning blocked one of the exits of the Ashdod port. Coalition Knesset member Tzvi Sukkot of the Religious Zionist Party was among the protesters. A counterporter said that so far, activities at the port were not disrupted. 
Contacts on a new hostage deal. The Al Arabi Network reports that a Hamas delegation led by the head of the Hamas political bureau, Ismail Haniya, has arrived in Cairo for talks with the Egyptian intelligence chief. They are slated to discuss the framework formulated in the Paris summit on exchange of hostages and Palestinian prisoners and a pause in the fighting. Meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal reports that one of the sticking points in the contacts is the number of Palestinian security prisoners Israel will release from jail in exchange for every captive who is freed. Citing U.S. and Arab sources familiar with the negotiations, the newspaper said Hamas is demanding that for every female IDF hostage who is freed, 150 security prisoners be released from jail. The report said Israel wants back all soldiers that are held in Gaza. It couldn't be determined how many prisoners Israel would let go in return. And according to the report, U.S. negotiators are also pressing for a ceasefire deal that could stop the war in Gaza long enough to stall Israel's military momentum and potentially set the stage for a more lasting truce. 136 hostages remain in captivity, among them women, children, elderly and injured, Some of the captives are dead. A Shvaram resident has been charged with trying to set fire to a police station and planning to burn down a sensitive facility in the Haifa Bay area, driven by Hamas sympathies. It was cleared for publication this morning that Razi Hamadeh, aged 23, was arrested for alleged involvement in throwing a firebomb at the Shvaram police station over a month ago. During questioning by the Shin Bet and police, it emerged that several weeks earlier he had planned to start a fire in a commercial area near the Haifa refineries. And ongoing Red Sea tensions, the U.S. military reported that U.S. Central Command forces conducted strikes against an Iranian-backed Houthi UAV ground control station and 10 ready-for-launch Houthi drones, determining that they were presented an imminent threat to merchant vessels and U.S. naval ships in the region. Overnight, a U.S. naval ship shot down three Iranian UAVs and an anti-ship ballistic missile fired by Iran-backed Houthi militants from Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen toward the Gulf of Aden. The weather outlook, unseasonably cold, local rain in the north and center, intermittent rain along the coast accompanied by isolated thunderstorms, rain and storms overnight with a chance of flooding in coastal cities. Tomorrow will be unseasonably cold with local rain accompanied by isolated thunderstorms, mostly in the center and the south. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 9, Tel Aviv 14, Haifa 11, Beersheba 13, and in Eilat going up to 18 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can tune in at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, and the Khan English Facebook page.